Hey. Whoa. What's up? I'm uh, feeling a little funky. Okay. I'm just, I'm coming to terms with this ergo sells out type thing. Oh, uh, yeah, man. We got we to gotta get this money. We got to let the people know who's making things. Well, if you're wondering who we're supported by in this new cold, cold world, <laughs> ergo is supported by Simplecast. Shout out Simplecast. If you want. Simplecast makes podcasting easy, affordable, yeah. and uh, downright affordable. friendly. Friendly. <laughs> that didn't sound very friendly. Use the promo code promo Chicago code. <laughs> to get 50% off your first three months. Yeah, simple cast. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, y'all, it's Kiss. What's up? It's Dame. And we are bringing you the second installment of our ongoing. But really, you're bringing Well, I, I don't do this without you, I David. I appreciate it. I appreciate riding the coattails. You're listening to our Ergo ongoing Go Back series. Between 2012 and 2014, when we were in college, I did a whole bunch of interviews. And I did nothing. Uh, so that's why you're only going to hear my voice <laughs> with some of the rawest musicians and creators reshaping culture uh, for the more equitable and the more... Cre- oh, no, that's our tagline. My tagline on that one... Uh, was erasing musical and cultural boundaries. But this week, we're excited to bring to you, back from 2013, my interview with Chance the Rapper. Man, uh, scheduling's never able to work out, so we uh going through the back door more <laughs> air go this way. Shout out to Chance. Man. How, so how was that experience? You know, Chance is obviously looms large over our community. Many of the people we talk to are in some ways in proximity to him, and now it's somebody that, you know, we kind of know and, and interact with. How do you reflect on that moment and that conversation where he was then? Because this is like early acid rap, right? Yeah, this is acid rap. I've been out for about two months. Okay. So, so it like just, it was just getting the look. It was crazy. Yeah. Like even just on our campus, like it was playing everywhere. I had actually tried to do an interview with him maybe eight months earlier, mm-hmm. but I like wasn't super excited about it. I was like, this is like a guy who people are talking about, but I don't, this is, I'd heard 10 day and I was like, this is cool. Yeah. But I was like a big kids these days fan mm-hmm. and chance canceled. And then the next morning he tweeted while I was driving out, I saw like, getting to the point where people don't want to say hello. They just want things from me. And I was like, oh, sorry. <laughs> I just want an interview. Um, but fast forwarding back to him opening for Kendrick, you know, he hadn't done a ton of shows out of state. He'd done some with kids these days, but this was still pretty early on. And, you know, he didn't have the whole band behind him. It was just him and DJ Oreo, who's been on Ergo. And, like, the show wasn't as tight, but the energy was crazy. And then getting to sit down with him, he was a really good sport. The one thing that went wrong, and this is like the bane of my existence, we were talking about the song Paranoia. Mm-hmm. And he said, you'll hear in the interview, but he goes, you know, but the powers that be didn't want it to be on the album. So I made it a secret track. And I went to ask who were the powers that be. And then my recorder cut out. Mm-hmm. So he was very patient, waiting until I fixed it. But then when we came back, I like didn't follow up on it. Oh, wow. When we do get him on air, go, that is like the first question I'm asking is, what is the story behind that song? Oh, man. I wonder what he would say now. So I'm now we got to settle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now we got to settle for the cliffhanger. Were you aware of him at that point? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Were you like rocking with him at that point? Um, yeah, no. I mean, Acid Rap was undeniable. I think it's one of the, you know, one of the hottest projects of the last 
10 years in, in the hip hop landscape and in music and obviously had a lot of like personal connections in Matrix. Mm-hmm. So the Chicago social scene is weird like that. So yeah, Chess was, we were you know, around the same age, around some, a lot of the same mutual friends. So I was a, a rooting for him and very intrigued to see the way he was making a new mold for a, a scene that I was becoming a part of and really changing how people looked at themselves because after acid rap, our glass ceiling was broken mm. in Chicago. So it was cool to, to see that. Sorry, feminists, for co-opting. <laughs> for co-opting. You naming the co-opter <laughs> you know, over here. We got to take up the space. <laughs> so without further co-opting and space taking up, <laughs> let's get into our interview from 2013 with Chance the Rapper. Yeah. Ah. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Ah. Yo, Chance the Rapper. What's good? Made the trip over from Chicago today to grace the stage with Kendrick Lamar. Yep, yep, yep. I'm sure that was a moment that is quite thrilling in some ways, but it seems like yeah. there have been a lot of those kinds of thrilling moments over the last, you know, couple months. Yeah, for with sure. the incredible response to Acid Rap and the pace at which things have been growing. <laughs> yeah. I look at you as someone who's relatively introspective, though, and looking at the pace or what's been going on, what are some kind of surprising joys or moments that have really stood out for you when you think about, you know, the past, say, six months? Man, things have been dope. Uh, there's been so many standout moments. Every day is like, you know what I'm saying, a realization of what we have and, and sort of an epiphany. And man, tonight was a huge thing, being on mm-hmm. stage with Kendrick and opening for Kendrick and, you know what I'm saying, meeting fans face-to-face that aren't from where I grew up. And right. the videos that have been dropping and the response to the tape, everything's been, every day we hit major milestones. So it's it's dope. It's hard to pick out specific moments. That's an exciting time, yeah. So looking at the framework of the project, you know, sonically pulling just kind of this frenetic pulling all over the place in a way that you know comes together is it an intentional choice to try to represent different ends of kind of the musical landscape if you will especially for chicago you know music that has grown there and born there yeah definitely i mean it's important for me just growing up on a lot of artists to try and push boundaries as far as their musical genre goes or raise awareness on issues that that aren't necessarily a hot topic at the moment or something that a lot of people want to touch. It's always just made me want to, you know what I'm saying, be an artist in that light and try and just, you know, spread awareness of all the different sounds and possibilities mm-hmm. that there are with music and be as different and as, uh, you know, influential as possible. Yeah. And one of those strands bringing in the jazz all over the place, you know, talking to Nico Segal, a friend, a co-musician on my show. He talked about kind of the lineage from the jazz scene in Chicago to what our generation, specifically in Chicago, whether it's Save Money, other people are doing. How do you look kind of at the way that you guys all collaborate and come together and support each other? You see the strands connect there to what jazz musicians were doing 50, 60, 70 years ago? It's all music, you know? We all are... uh... You know what I'm saying? People trying to try or at some point in time, people trying to trying to find who we are as musicians and try and uh lay on the support of our city. You know what I'm saying? A lot of jazz musicians and hip hop musicians alike come out of the city playing small clubs and mm-hmm. and uh you know what I'm saying, having a grassroots connection with the fans and you know what I'm saying at the end of the day we're just all artists trying to spread a message, you know. Consistently and especially recently in conversations you've had you know, this very direct, if not a responsibility, then a, a commitment to talking about things like, you know, looking at paranoia. Yeah. And first of all, before the song even starts, the unorthodox structure, kind of that jarring end of Push a Man and, and then kind of the 
that openness, that pause. What's maybe not the concept, but the feel that you're you're capturing there? Because I saw you mentioned something about that. Well, with Bush and Man, it's kind of a crazy situation just because uh, it wasn't always planned for it to be, you know, kind of a hidden track. I wanted it to be its own song and its own uh, individual statement right. as a part of the album, you know, just with legalities and, 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 <laughs> and logistics and all the shit that comes with putting out music in a world that's, yeah, it gave it, it gave the track, like I said, a certain uh, sense of individuality and, also, it just comes to such a complete halt and kind of uh, challenges the listener to not, you know what I'm saying, skip the track. You know, it's something that, that's, that's hard to, to listen with to. with it and listen. Yeah. And, yeah. And, 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 take a, and take a certain amount of time to reflect on the first two tracks as well as, you know, kind of think forward into what's coming coming up and really uh, evaluate and analyze the, the song as you've heard it before and, and anticipate what you're going to hear in the song next. The idea of paranoia, just that frantic feeling of having to be constantly vigilant. Like, I think that's something that's really an amazing thing to try to capture in a way for people who haven't had that moment of, you know, living that, to try to figure out some way to help them feel that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a, it, I think the track definitely uh, portrays it in, in a light that a lot of people can understand. I've been trying to like make shit that's more universal. I feel like that was one track that was a lot of different people can look at it from a lot of different angles and still come out with the same answer at the end. You know what I'm saying? And then to have a response like everybody, not a response, but yeah. a, a demo line of everybody, somebody where if people are blasting it in their cars and from corner to corner, you're hearing that message over and over again yeah. of everybody, somebody, every, somebody's, you know, everybody, everybody somebody's everybody. everything. Thank you very much. I was tripping over. But, you know, just like that constant reaffirmation there yeah. of just like, look at the person next to you. They mean everything to somebody. Exactly. Um, exactly. One of the main ideas of the, of the tape is it gets better with every listen because there's so mm -hmm. many things that you have to find throughout the tape and questions you have to answer. And, kind of like going back into it you know do you think that you play the role of kind of guide through that or the role of making it more complex forcing people to search a little bit harder or both that's that's really the challenge of the tape is to listen to it and try and find new things every time and try and you know what i'm saying point people in the right yeah. direction and give them hints at what i'm aiming at but it's it's really all up to the listener to find what they want to find in it well Thank you for sitting down. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep listening, keep looking. Yeah, man. Any um, just out of curiosity, any little secrets that people haven't come to you yet that you want to put out there? You want to leave it to me to find? Um, I don't want to give it to everybody. So you get that kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. Beautiful. Thank you so much for sitting down with me. Yeah, man.